0: You asked me what this podcast is called, what the heading is, And the heading is so big that I'm a bit reluctant to to say it, and maybe I'm wrong as well. So let's just start and then we'll see. By the way, anyone who listens to it will know because they would have seen it. It's just that you but you don't know. And um, so let me start by saying what I did yesterday because that's where it's coming from. I had the uh, pleasure of of being with a group of women in their leadership. Programs, I was a guest speaker for a day and they attend a longer program. And um, the brief for this day, I've done it, done it before. Um, the brief is to really provide a, a buffet, a taster of many different things in the area of personal sustainability, um, personal leadership, any sort of knowledge nuggets that might be of interest when you are in the middle of your career in terms of being a middle manager. So what are the most interesting questions that you get Bart, from most people when it comes to our work? What is it that people ask you about? Can you think of one? I'm
1: just reminded of the fact that the people I'm closest to never understand what I do.
2: <laughs> so how does that go?
1: How do you explain- I, I, I'll give you an example. I remember it's years ago but it was years after years after i was married and we were it was we i remember very well we were staying somewhere and we woke up in the morning and and was sort of looking at the ceiling i said i remember this is like 12 years after we met or whatever i said i have no idea what you do as l- like she realized for the first time i have no idea what you do professionally so I explained it there and then, and still, still with my kids who are not adults, they might say things like, so are you a life coach? I say, yeah, you could say that. I'm sort of, yeah, I'm, I'm a life coach. And then they sort of go because they know that from Instagram and they sort of raise their eyebrows and don't really understand how that could be that I lead the life that I lead as a life coach. Anyway. So, the, probably the biggest question is what, what do you actually do? Is, uh, and I find it, for some reason, I find it difficult to answer because people still keep asking that question once in a while.
0: So, you don't have a, an elevator pitch that, that resonates with what people think you're doing? Is there some kind of expectation gap? Or
1: Yeah, I say, I think I say, I do a few things. One is one on one coaching, generally with people that are senior in leadership. Uh, or in in business Uh, second is that i do leadership development with groups third is that i work with companies on developing a healthy culture and fourth is that i work with management teams
0: Mm. that sounds pretty clear to me
1: yeah exactly but what do you do then (laughs) when you work with management teams well you know trust intimacy healthy conflict uh effective decision making Uh, what does that all mean (laughs) so that's where it goes then With
2: an 18-year-old. Yeah. So so I think the interesting, what what
0: I may came to think of yesterday, because I had many questions in all sorts of areas because of the nature of the day, that it was a little bit of everything, and that was a purpose, to provide tasters, inspiration for them, uh, so that people could then go away and um, deepen their understanding and application of areas of, interest and what they needed most but what i what i generally feel is that the question that somebody asked is their entry point to something that we all share so it comes back to the foundation of being a, a human being and um so, okay, let me, let me make this less philosophical by providing you the question that actually made me think this. So one of the women who uh, has been highly engaged. They all were, but she was one of them all day. At the end of the day, just before I, I sort of left the room, she came up to me and she said, you know, what should I do with this? So I'm working at this company. And uh, my biggest issue is that nobody is as engaged in the work as I would like them to be. So they don't share my engagement, my passion for my work. What do I do with that? So why don't, why don't you tell me what you would, how would you go about answering that question in a couple of minutes? You're knowing that you're just about to wrap up and leave for somebody else to take over. How do you respond to a question like that? Where would you go? I, and then I'll tell you what I, where I went and why.
1: You're going to just drop that on me. <laughs> <laughs> so can you repeat the question? And then I'll just go.
0: So her issue was that her engagement, her passion for the work that she was doing wasn't shared with her colleagues. Mm. So she didn't feel that she was met in her
2: her engagement. That was the word that she was using, engagement. Mm. So how to approach that question? So you could
1: approach it from the point of view of motivation. So why does she have a sense of passion or purpose perhaps or meaning around work and other people don't was she the owner or the a senior person or just one of Very the good
2: people?
0: question that i didn't ask no i don't i wouldn't thought i wouldn't think so because no. of the nature
2: of the program yeah uh, it's quite an
1: interesting challenge um how come that one person is so much more meaning or sees so much more meaning purpose or passion in her work and she doesn't see that in others or she doesn't see it but other people would have it but she doesn't know it so she might not recognize it or she might not be conscious of other people's passion Uh, so that could be an interesting way of looking at it Uh, so motivation is one way of looking at it Um, finding out more about other people so, how can you motivate somebody if you don't know them? Know them well. So that's another way of looking at it. Yeah. Um, oh, one more, one more, and then you go. Um, the importance of just personal growth, but even more specific personal well-being in all of this and and knowing yourself in that it's not the responsibility necessarily of a company to provide. Motivation to people, um, or or passion to people, or purpose to people. It's it's for them to find out what is their purpose and their passion and their you know what makes them tick, and then to find alignment between that and their work. And if it doesn't work, if that doesn't work, if that doesn't isn't there, then it's their responsibility to leave that company and work somewhere else. So that's my uh,
2: was that two minutes. <laughs> So uh, this is what I said to her. What? What you just said. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So exactly
0: that. We started with pink. So we have talked about motivation before. So the three aspects of motivation. We had just talked about that in the sessions. I just referred back to it because she hadn't made a link. Autonomy, mastery, purpose. And then we moved into relationships. So maybe she just doesn't know. Where is the trust? And we looked at the trust equation, mm. which we have also talked about in this, in this podcast. So how well do you know people? And where is their self-orientation? Where is their, where is their intimacy? And then we talked about, you know, for some people, work is it's just a job at wherever they are in life right now. So what is the purpose here that you're sharing? Why are you together in a team in the first place? Is it clear to you what the goal is and have everybody signed up for that? So that's where we went, and why this question came up now when we are talking is if you think about personal development, you and I have worked so long together, so I think we have an idea where we would normally start. Because people tend to share, maybe not the questions, but the needs seem to be pretty similar in the beginning
2: when you start diving into personal development. Would you agree? Mm, yeah, I think so. I was actually
1: still also reflecting on how how interesting that you and I I mean I, I I genuinely had no idea that this question was going to come so I was from from you know so you can't prepare for a question right so what what I answered was pre- precisely what you answered and you also had no time to prepare for that question because it came in a moment and that our answers are so aligned um i was just thinking about that still uh that is very interesting right is that because we work so long together i mean we don't always agree with each other let's let that be very clear um, we can have pretty strong healthy conflicts and and differences of opinion but it's somehow here we seem to agree completely yeah anyway i was still thinking about that
0: i I'm i'm sure that is part of it but more than, more than that, I, I think it's about personal
2: development, full stop, which is what I think this podcast is called. Mm. It's such a huge topic.
0: And if you were to tell somebody, here is an elevator pitch, let's go back to that. You, you, you have an elevator pitch for the work you do. What is the elevator pitch for personal development? What is the why?
1: Oh, what's the why
2: of personal development? Why and what? The elevator pitch. Mm -hmm. Well, the why of personal development or personal growth is probably, well, let me, so from
1: from a humanity point of view, let's start there, the bigger picture. I think people working on personal growth and psychological maturing will in the end become i think more
2: effective at doing what's right for the world
1: and not just for themselves so if if you know if if one of the solutions to the world's problems is that more people will think and work towards the common good then more people are being involved in personal growth and psychological maturing psychological maturing would be become more uh, aware of those higher levels of of uh, values and, and needs and consciousness and work towards those bigger aims. Um, so I think that's, that's probably one of the bigger whys for personal growth, which comes more from a universal or a societal point of view rather than from the individual's point of view. Because there's a lot of benefits to personal growth purely from a individual point of view, Uh, and I would summer sum it up as with one word: flourishing. So if we work on ourselves, if we develop our our uh, um, uh, you know understanding of our values and our needs, and work with the stuff that holds us back—trauma and fear—and then develop more authenticity in ourselves and you know we know what we are here for and what our purpose is and what gives us meaning and what what makes us feel flow and what kind of relationships we enjoy in life and which ones we don't and we take action on that and all that kind of stuff then we will in the end flourish more than we otherwise would be happier essentially
0: i agree with all of that And I think that's also why I find the work we do so meaningful because I have that strong belief that personal development leads to a better world, that you start with yourself and psychological maturing leads to wiser decision, looking at the world and people around us and nature and animals in everything that's alive will benefit from each individual maturing as a human being. I have I have that belief, and that's probably why I find the work we do um, very aligned with with my purpose and, and your purpose. I know you have it too. Yeah. So, what I find, what I'm curious about is when I meet a group like that, and they come from so many different angles because everybody is where they are. I mean, they it different um, going through different phases in life. Everything from being a victim of you know, I don't have any time, don't tell me to do more because my life is already very full. To, um, I've tried it all, that doesn't work. To, I'm open for anything, I'm happy to try everything. Mm. To becoming more specific and taking the small steps towards something that will grow over time. And and everybody will start with, with their question. So the entry point is different. But I think we come back, we meet on the same platform. So we come back to, okay, what are your values? what is truly, truly important to you? It comes back there. And then the relationships, which is a lot about trust and looking at relationships and the expectation gaps we have and where we are sometimes in the victim seat rather than the driver's seat. And it's so not okay to be in the victim seat. So we find all sorts of ways of explaining, why that is not the case why we are in the driver's seat but we do it from the victim's seat hmm. does that make sense hmm.
1: so how do you then i think i know the answer to this but i'll ask the question anyway so with this huge diverse group of people that are all at different levels and how do you bring that all together then when you talk about personal growth with a group like that with so many differences so much diversity
0: And and I I think this is where what it boils down to, that I can say it's a buffet of things and take what you like. But actually, I'm pretty convinced that there are certain things you have to start with. And values is one of the most fundamental pieces to look at which values are important to me and how do I live them. It's such a fundamental part. But I also believe in attitudes like curiosity, presence and curiosity. If you have those two qualities, Personal growth will, will will come from it. Mm. So if I can awaken some curiosity, either by sharing something that's very personal to me. So I always share some personal stories, some photos, some, some things that might make people curious, you know, how did you end up on the top on Himalaya running a leadership training? You know, that's the kind of question. And, and then perhaps that awakes something, you know, what can I do, as in somebody else do? That makes me feel that adventure, if that is what's being awakened in them. Or presence. I had a, a woman, she came up to me at lunchtime yesterday and she was in tears. And she said, I never, I never felt what I felt in that mindfulness exercise you guided us through. So having that as an eye opener, knowing that it's there, you just need to tap into a few different things. So I think it's a combination of inspiring and then knowing that there are some fundamentals that you need to do. And then coming back to routines and habits. Mm -hmm. So looking at routines and habits and finding time. So these are all women in their, I don't know, between 30, 40 probably. So many of them have small kids. The general answer is, I don't have time. I'm overwhelmed. I don't get to sleep.
1: So those values of curiosity and presence, um, are they universal values important for personal growth? Or are they just your personal values? and therefore, if you live those, you are growing as a person, you personally, yeah,
0: I believe curiosity is um prerequisite for personal growth. So looking at children,
2: universal. For children,
0: yeah, that's universal, I yeah. think that's my belief. And and I take this from just looking at children that they learn through being curious. Mm -hmm. So you just follow an urge and a longing, uh, they they see something and they go there. So there's a curiosity that takes them there. So it's it's a inherited desire to to learn. Just, you know, why would somebody otherwise stand up as a kid? Why would you learn to stand up if you were not curious about what it's like to be standing up compared to crawling? And if you take presence, and and this, I think we well, we probably share curiosity as well, you tell me, but presence, if you're not there, if you're not noticing what's going on, how can you possibly grow? You don't know, you're not, you don't know where you're going from. You're not aware of what's going on. If you're not present, if you can't notice, if you don't use your whole capacity as a human being, which is not just the the mental cognitive process, but also the emotional, perspective or the if you like the spiritual perspective as well as of course as a physical what is the body actually telling you can you pick up the signals that the body is sending to you which is also why i always talk a little bit about neuroscience from from where i can not being a specialist but from what i believe is good knowledge to have Mm. when we talk about personal development.
2: but what what do you think then curiosity and presence would you do you have a what's your view there um
1: it's 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 quite a difficult one, because uh, i yeah, I do share those values, but then I'm also in this profession, in this in this business of personal growth. Um, i I think to yes, so, I agree with you. I think there are universal values that are needed for personal growth, and I just wanted to take that example of child, you know, the youngest children are the most curious, and you see that in how they operate in life, and then. We grow up and we become less and less you know generally we become less and less curious and therefore we become more and more stuck in how we do things and and then we spend you know late 20s maybe mid 30s and we start to think "Mm, maybe i need to make this a a thing that i work with my personal growth and and become unstuck again we talked about last episode and 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 start to be curious again and start to experiment again and start to have adventures again and from that and obviously the reflection on those experiments and adventures we learn about ourselves and we grow as human beings and we mature in our psychology so so it's like the curiosity that we we have as babies we lose it and then we need to bring it back at a at a later stage which is really interesting because that's where our job comes in, right? It's basically teaching adults how to be children again, to have a childlike curiosity and experiment from that. It's, pure, it's not just observing and seeing, it's also working with it and playing with it and trying things out and so on. I think it's both those, which is exactly what babies and children do, right? You can't learn to walk by just seeing other children walk. You have to get up and do it. And fall over many times before you walk for the first time.
0: There's something here about finding a piece of curiosity and and follow that because it's a very positive, pleasant emotion. Compared to, let's say, using muscles to force yourself, using self-discipline, which we know is draining you on energy. It doesn't mean that we... Shouldn't use discipline. I, I, by all means, I think we should. But if you can combine curiosity with some discipline, which is where you might be curious about trying something new, and the discipline will make you follow a routine to do it, so that at some point it becomes more of a habit, and then it takes less um, self control or, or discipline to to follow something that you've decided that you want to do. So I think another thing that I I think it's important to remind ourselves always that the work we do in personal development isn't necessarily comfortable. It's It, it can be uncomfortable. So we would normally have a resistance to what's uncomfortable. And then the, the older we get, the more comfortable most people get, I think. Because we can, we have the resources.
1: Mm. And the more difficult it becomes to to challenge yourself to go out of the the, the, the path that you're on because that's so comfortable so the more difficult it becomes to feel discomfort yeah
0: and i think that some of the reasons people in general might use for not developing comes from this you know let's not rock the boat everything is working now let's just keep it hold on to it and i know i mentioned this in a podcast uh, a long time ago but I listened to a speech and somebody gave a speech to her her husband on her birthday and she said, I just wish things could continue exactly as they are right now. And, and that comment by itself, we know it's, it's not going to happen because things always change. But I suppose what we're saying here in personal development is also you can add some uh, adventures or experiments so that you inject some of those changes just to see how how you can grow from them, what you can learn from them, because it's fun, not because you have to, but because you're curious about it. So there's a very different intention going into it from curiosity versus somebody told me and I need to use my muscles and my discipline to do it. Yeah.
1: So I um I just while well, I were talking this insight that I'm actually on Friday, so three days from now, I am going on a very specific type of therapeutic retreat to exactly do that, to challenge myself to come unstuck and to stay and and create some openness towards and and some of that is quite uncomfortable. So I'm realizing that this is probably a two-part podcast and that we uh, maybe talk about this in a week from now again and then <laughs> see how how uh, how um, how unstuck I've become.
2: That's
0: brilliant. And, uh, and my addition to this is, uh, I told you just before we signed on, actually, I'm looking into going to India and I haven't been to India for, for a few years now. I'm looking to go there and uh, attend a retreat for a week, which is not, it sounds like, oh, wonderful, but I know it's not going to be because Ayurvedic treatments are not necessarily all pleasant. They can be pretty challenging. So this is an ayurveda center uh, so we'll see what i learned from that but it comes without yes i'm very curious and it's going to be
1: uncomfortable yeah similar so maybe our part two of this episode will come after you've been to india or maybe after i've been on the retreat it will be a little <laughs> while if it's we're waiting until you come back from india but we'll we'll see
0: we'll see